Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of being with Miss Alia Biondi, and she is a yoga, meditation, and spin instructor. So I'm so excited we had a conversation about spin class earlier, and guys, I think I need to get back into it. But we just want to introduce Aaliyah to the show today. Hi, Aaliyah. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful, and thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you. Thank you for being here, sharing your story, and inspiring women and girls around the world. So I want to go ahead and let you um, allow the audience to know a little bit more about you and what you do. Great. So I live in Southern California with my husband and our dog, Bailey. I teach yoga, spin, and meditation. I lead teacher trainings and a lot of workshops and events for the community. And something I'm really passionate about is service to the community, making a positive impact, and also for the planet. So I'm a former professional tandem surfer. I was ranked fifth in the world a few years wow. ago. And I'm also a scuba diver, so I love all things ocean-related. I love to travel, but more than anything, I love people. And if I can make a positive impact and inspire someone, even if it's holding the door open or a friendly smile and hello, uh, selfishly almost, it makes my day, and I hope that it makes someone else's as well. Wow, I love it. So we want to know that the Surfing come before or after the yoga? Which one came first? That's a great question. Yeah, I started doing yoga in high school and teaching yoga when I was the ripe, wise age of 21. So it's been over a decade of teaching. And the surfing came later. It's an, a long story that I'll try to keep short, but I, I first tandem surfed on a trip in Bali with a man and I was dating said man and he wound up meeting another woman and left during the trip to be with this other woman and uh, I came back by myself um, and tandem surfing found me a second time after I came home from that trip to Bali just a mm -hmm. random email from a friend who knew someone who needed a small lightweight strong fearless individual and I ticked all of those boxes I'm five feet tall and uh, I tried it for the second time and was upside down flying down a wave and to your question the yoga really helped with the uh -huh. surfing the strength oh and flexibility goodness. and the breath work and the focus no, seriously, because you see, well, I know some of the poses, they definitely look difficult, but sometimes it's like they look so relaxed, but then you try to do this position, you're like, wait a minute, like my arms are wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not as easy as it looks. Like I've been into yoga more. I've been doing like the yoga from YouTube videos. I think there's this one girl, her name is Sarah Beth. I really love her. Um, her yoga practices. So I've been doing those every Friday. I might have to up my game a little more for the week. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So I'm, listen, I've always wanted to try surfing. I'm not like, you know, like a water person per se, but I've dibbled and dabbled into, um, what is it called? Paddle boarding. 
Yes. <laughs> I think that's as close as I've gotten to surfing so far. <laughs> I love paddle boarding and you're like gliding over the water and you have this great view and vantage mm-hmm. point. It's a workout, but it's relaxing. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So how did you get started with yoga training? I had this friend in college, like we, I remember we went to our first yoga class together. This was the first time that both of us had been doing yoga and he just kind of took off with it. And then after he graduated, he went to Bali and yoga for like a whole year. So I want to know your process, your journey. How did you get trained? How did you start and become this yoga instructor? It was a really beautiful journey for me, not something that I had anticipated growing up in high school. I was very studious and academically oriented. I had a 4.5 GPA. In yes. high school, <laughs> and my parents expected I would be some kind of doctor, lawyer, academic. And I wound up burning myself out in high school mm-hmm. and in college. And one thing that really helped me was yoga. I had insomnia and when I would do yoga, I would be able to count on a good night's sleep and that restfulness, which is really important. And so when I was uh, 20, I moved to Minnesota by myself and I went to the Aveda Institute there and I studied skincare and waxing and makeup, which is Mm -hmm. so different from my life today. I really Uh, (laughs) right but you have to try different things to know what it is that works for you and where you where where's your passion what gives you fulfillment in life so I'm all for it (laughs) and Maya it was like a stepping stone for me it was this really divine path that unfolded where one thing led to the next and I wound up getting a job at a yoga studio slash spa and I Mm -hmm. worked one day a week and I built up my schedule to seven days a week. And I just was eager to grow. And they gave me a position as an assistant in the yoga studio side. And basically Mm -hmm. said, after a couple of years, if you want to continue growing, you should consider doing yoga teacher training. And I -hmm. I had wanted to, yoga was a big part of my life. So Mm -hmm. I went through that training and I was dating a, this is funny. The guy who left in Bali, his name was Matt. The guy I was dating in Minnesota, his name was also Matt. I dated also a third Matt. All three oh were trash and burn relationships. But right, I guess you had to stay away from anybody named Matt. Yeah. My husband's name is Josh. So I... perfect, perfect. <laughs> that is perfect we always we all have I feel like that one name that is just like okay stay away from everyone that has this particular name (laughs) absolutely so this was Matt number one and he um, unfortunately went from priority number one to priority well a little further down the list with work and teacher training being an intensive eight-week program. And so Mm -hmm. around week number five, I walked in on him deleting my Facebook and my um, email and emptying my trash and doing some other, uh, my email trash. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) And I wound up leaving in the middle of the night. Um, I felt very unsafe and 
And I wound up living out of my car and couch surfing for the remainder mm -hmm. of the teacher training program and, and for several weeks afterwards. So it was a challenging time in my life living in Minnesota. It was the winter and I really mm -hmm. had to rely on a community. I never had to sleep in my car, although I spent mm -hmm. hours in it waiting for someone to say, come on over. I have a right. car for you. And it taught me how strong I am as a woman, as a human, especially being small. Um, I was always afraid of a lot of things. I had trauma as a young person. I had a lot of really bad things happen to me and I was taken advantage of. And so this was the time in my life where I started to find my voice. And when mm -hmm. I finished teacher training, I wasn't ready to teach. In fact, I auditioned at the studio that I already worked at and they said, mm -hmm. uh, no, you're not ready yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I hired a mentor and I worked really hard and I really wanted and still want to share a message of self-acceptance and this journey towards self-love that starts with a lot of inner reflection and inner mm -hmm. work. Um, as a very young person, I was told that I was too ugly to ever be loved, which is what? Such a terrible thing to say to someone. And I know that the person who said it didn't mean it. They were teasing me, but what a thing uh -huh. to say, and it really stuck with me. So having right. to peel back those layers and learn to love myself and discover that beauty is actually from within, not mm -hmm. what's on the outside. Wow, that is crazy. Like, you're not ugly at all. Everyone <laughs> has their own definition of beauty. Like, you're, I'm looking at you right now, guys. If you're watching or if you're listening, go ahead and hop over to the video portion so you can see her because she is freaking gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Oh, but I don't know why anyone would say that, but I, um, listening to your conversation, how did you find the strength or notice your self worth to know that you were more? And you deserve better than to have him snooping through your things and doing very shady things. Because I know for a lot of women, that can be very difficult, especially for someone that they love. Um, how did you decipher, like, you know, I know that it's going to be hard, but I need to leave right now. Yeah, great question. And it was really hard. And it was this idea that this person says he loves me, but he treats me so poorly. And I had heard about the concept of self-love, but I thought that it was the most loving thing to do for myself to leave and find a mm -hmm. place that was more safe because I, I heard his words, I love you, I care about you, but I also experienced his actions of really being a not good person and partner mm -hmm. to me. And instead of being afraid of being alone, I started to be afraid of staying in it. Right. And so learning that being alone wasn't the worst thing in the world. And trust me, for a long time, it was very scary. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to be alone, which is what made me stay for a while. But mm -hmm. two, I thought, mm, what would I do if it was just me? Mm -hmm. Oh, I wouldn't go to this restaurant. I would cook for myself. Oh, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't stay up till 11. I'd go to bed at 8.30. Oh, right. I wouldn't drink beer. I would, you know, make this cocktail or something different. <laughs> and I found that so much of myself had dissolved 
and really morphed into whatever that person wanted or liked. And so I thought how fun it might be to get to know myself in the same style that I've gotten to know other people. And instead of molding myself into what I think other people may want from me, what if I just really got to know what I want and then attract the type of people into my life who complement that or maybe want similar things or that I can share with. But instead of dissolving, I wanted to expand. And it took a mm-hmm. lot of courage and it was very difficult. But the other side was so liberating and, and I found freedom in that. I love that. I love that. And I love how you said, you know, doing the work within yourself to be able to attract the people that you want in your space and you want to be involved with. I think that is really important because sometimes we look at it as, you know, why am I, you know, getting these type of people or why am I attracting these type of men or these type of partners? And sometimes we have to look and see within, like, how are we carrying ourselves? How are we displaying ourselves in public to be able to attract these certain people? I think it's a different level of confidence when you start attracting the right people in your life because. I feel like some of those people, the wrong people kind of smell that fear in you or the fact that you haven't necessarily found yourself yet. And they're like, oh, some prey. I got to go attack. (laughs) I was that. I I was that. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think that's really important. So I know there are so many lessons that you have learned throughout your journey. What would you say is one of your most important lessons that you've learned so far? Yeah, this is huge for me to be my own cheerleader because my tendency, and this is very common, is to be my own critic and Mm -hmm. I can be hard on myself. And when that happens, you know, I try to be present and sit with what's occurring and why I'm being critical or picking myself apart for some reason or another. But then Mm -hmm. to sit back and think about all the ways that I'm embodying the message that I want to share with the community and with the world and all the ways that I'm making a positive impact, even if it's in one person's life that, you know, still makes a difference. And so being a cheerleader for myself, also in such a way where I'm my friend's cheerleader. Like I love (laughs) to just give my friends love and encouragement and support. Mm -hmm. And I, I do that for others freely, but for Mm -hmm. a long time, I didn't give the same to myself. So I say sometimes in a yoga class or in a meditation, give yourself the same love and attention and compassion that you give to your best friend or your child or a loved one. Give all of that energy also to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're worthy. You deserve that love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like as women, a lot of times we feel like we're so nurturing and so giving, and sometimes we forget to give to ourselves as well. So I love that, you know, you tell people, you know, you have to do the same for yourself. You can't, this is the same way with love. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to give that love to someone else properly. So exactly. there's a lot there. Yeah. So if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? Women and girls around the world, 
learn who you are, this practice of self-reflection. What are you passionate about? What do you care deeply about? What lights you up from the inside? And then pursue that with every fiber of your being. And if it's your side hustle, or if it's your passion project, or if it's your full-time gig, give it your all 100% and dream big. And then finally, to keep going because things don't always happen overnight. In fact, you know, the overnight successes took 10 years to become an <laughs> overnight success. Yes. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Do what makes you happy and fills your cup and have something that you can look back on and think I've accomplished and overcome to get to where I am today. I love it. I love it. So we thank you, Aaliyah, for sharing your story here today. I do want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know if they want to reach you or just contact you for services or come to one of your classes or just follow your journey. How can they do that? Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. I have all the platforms, social media at Alia Yoga, spelled A-H-L-I-A. And that's also my website, aliyayoga.com. I do have a YouTube, Alia Yoga. And um, I have a podcast and it's called What's Wellness with Alia Yoga. Awesome. I'm going to go check out some of those um, yoga videos. I might do some today. <laughs> yeah, please do. Let me know what you think. I love YouTube I love yoga. I love it. I love it. But yes, yeah, so we thank you once again, Aliyah, for being here today, sharing your story. So insightful, such a powerful, powerful story. And we are truly inspired by you. We thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.